Welcome everyone to Wisdom for a Crazy World, your trusted source for 21st century common sense. We hope you're having a great day, but just in case you're not, our host Tom McQueen is about to make it a lot better. So sit back, relax, and enjoy today's episode. And now, it is my privilege to introduce to you one of the most popular podcasters on any network, award-winning author and speaker, Tom McQueen. Hello, everyone. I'm Tom McQueen, and you are listening to Wisdom for a Crazy World. I'm so happy that you're here. This is our fourth show. We've gotten great feedback so far, and today, as a matter of fact, we're welcoming two new networks. We welcome today TuneIn and Stitcher, bringing us to a total of 10. Hey, if you're an Android person, uh, Stitcher is your network. You can pick us up on there. But also, we now have our pod site, as I mentioned to you, uh, at the uh, conclusion of our last show, where all of our shows are housed in one location, and that is at www.tommcqueen, all one word, dot us. That's www.tommcqueen.us. If you go there, uh, you'll see all of the background about our show, uh, past episodes, and a lot of people have been asking me about my books and videos and that sort of thing. So when you go to TomMcQueen.us, there's a menu button right there. Just click that on and you'll see a tab for the gallery. Once you click on the gallery, it will take you to my Amazon.com author page. All of my books, uh, other things, videos uh, are on there and you'll be able to access them at that point. You can also just call me at 1-800-748-7131. Always like to hear from our listeners. That's 800-748-7131. And you know, last week we had a contest winner. Her name was Lisa. She was from Louisiana. She picked up the big mistake where I introduced one segment by saying, welcome to Wisdom for a Changing World. Congratulations, Lisa. And a book is on the way to you. Well, we have an exciting uh, topic tonight, and that is the 36 system for making your marriage miraculous. A lot of people have been asking me to do a show on uh, marriage since I worked as a marriage and family therapist, saw a lot of couples over the years. So I'm going to give you a test now. So you need to get a pencil and paper. You're going to grade your relationship. doesn't matter if you're not married yet. This is for people that are not married. We've been married only a short time, and then those that have been married uh, a long time as well. So get that pencil and paper handy, because I'm going to ask you some questions as we as we proceed here. You know, I had a client, my very last client that came to see me. Uh, his name was Phil, and of course, you never want to laugh at someone's problem uh, problems when they come to you in marriage and family therapy, because they're very serious and they're there for a very serious reason. But Phil came in, he had been married uh, 25 years, and um, he was going to get a divorce. He had two children uh, in their teenage years. And, and I asked him, I said, uh, Phil, you know, what's the problem? What's the issue? Uh, why are you contemplating such a serious move? And he said to me, he said, uh, Tom, uh, the problem in our marriage is that my wife, Rosalie, uh, refuses to cook me a turkey dinner 
once a month. Well, in all of my years of marriage and ther family therapy and sitting on the uh, couch or sitting in my chair and listening to people's stories, I had never heard anything that funny. So I just started laughing. It was just, it just struck me like totally hysterical. Um, and Phil looked at me for about 10 seconds and I thought he was going to get angry. But after a while, he started laughing too. And he realized how ridiculous it was uh, to say that after 25 years, you were going to get a divorce because your wife wouldn't cook you a turkey dinner once a month. Of course, that wasn't the problem. That was only a symptom of something that was a deeper issue that we had resolved. But oftentimes, uh, that's what uh, comes up in therapy is that people will come in with a symptom and not a problem. So what I'm going to share with you as we get into our next segment here is the 36 system. And I guarantee you that if you understand this and use this and you are married or contemplating marriage, it'll be a tool that you will be able to use for the rest of your married life. So we're going to take a short break here. When we come back, we're going to get into that discussion of the 36 system for making your marriage miraculous. Once again, I'm Tom McQueen, and you're listening to Wisdom for a Crazy, Crazy World. We'll be right back, my friends. Hang in there. Parents always want the best for their kids. They want them to be the best versions of themselves and have every opportunity available and all the knowledge and tools necessary to have a successful and fulfilling life. Tom McQueen, the award-winning author and speaker, has an amazing program available to parents and grandparents that can make a big impact on the lives of their kids. If you have just 90 minutes to invest in your children, then do not miss this amazing opportunity. Tom focuses on giving kids the life skills they need to be successful, to help them navigate the world positively and with direction. This is a very important presentation and one no parent should miss. It is a game changer. To learn more, visit AmericanFamilyFoundationInc.com. That's AmericanFamilyFoundationInc.com or call 1-800-748-7131. 1-800-748-7131. AmericanFamilyFoundationInc.com. Hey, welcome back, everyone. I'm Tom McQueen, and you're listening to Wisdom for a Crazy World. Hey, during the commercial break, you heard about our program, Teach Your Children Well. And if you want more information about that 90-minute program for parents and grandparents, you can either call me at 800-748-7131 or you can email me at the American uh, Family Foundation. The actual address is AmericanFamilyFoundation at AOL.com. Uh, we'd love to tell you more about it and uh, we're looking forward to traveling throughout the country to churches and schools presenting that program. The title for our uh, show tonight is called The 36 System for Making Your Marriage miraculous. So we're going to initially talk about what that three means. And what the three means is that in marital love, there are three phases, not on a circular dimension, but on a linear dimension. However, when phase one is completed, it automatically is included in phase two. And then when phase two is completed, phase one and two become a part of 
phase three for the remainder of your relationship or married life. So here's the first phase that forms a successful marriage. It's called the projective need phase where you meet someone, you start going out and you project your needs onto that person. And I don't mean in a selfish way. For example, um, will that person I'm interested in be a good listener? Will that person be a good companion? Will that person be a good mother or father? And you start thinking about those things. That's what we call projecting our healthy needs onto the other individual to see how that would work out in a marriage relationship. Once we get through the projective need phase, then we start talking about the romantic needs phase. You know, uh, what will our sensuality be like? What would our sexuality uh, look like? And that phase of the initial aspect of a relationship uh, is heavily romantic, sensual, and sexual. When that phase is completed and everything seems to be moving in the right direction, then we move into the most important phase. And this is the phase that really sustains marital relationships. It's called the conscious love phase. And what the conscious love phase means is that I am so in touch with this person from a projective need standpoint, from a romantic need standpoint, uh, have passed through those phases, feel very comfortable that now that person, you often hear, hear the term soulmate. I'm looking for someone uh, that I can relate to as a best friend and a soulmate. Well, the conscious love phase is the soulmate phase. It's where the husband or wife or the man or woman uh, will say, no matter what it takes, I will do anything at any time to make this relationship work. So every relationship passes through those phases. And when they don't, uh, then you wind up having a fractured relationship or a relationship that isn't healthy. So that's the three part. The sixth part is, is that there are six categories of intimacy that must be present in a marriage in order for that marriage to be successful. And this is where the quiz comes in. So the, the six categories are, and we'll get into a greater explanation of these after the next break, but uh, the, the six categories are emotional intimacy, intellectual intimacy, recreational intimacy, social intimacy, sexual intimacy, and spiritual intimacy. Now, I guarantee you that if you ask most couples if they talk about those things, the answer will probably be no. But healthy couples at some point inventory those areas, either personally or with their spouse to find out how they're doing. And if they're not doing too well, that's usually when they reach out for help. So we're gonna take that survey as soon as we come back after the break, because it's really important and it's a survey uh, that you'll be able to use with your partner, with your spouse, with your husband or your wife. So once again, come right back after the break, we'll do the survey and I'll explain the six categories. I'm Tom McQueen and you're listening to Wisdom for a Crazy World and our special episode on the 36 system for making your marriage miraculous. Be right back my friends. Every parent wants a well-adjusted, happy and successful child. And schools can only do so much 
The rest, mom and dad, is up to you. Tom McQueen is not only a best-selling author and sought-after speaker, he's worked with hundreds of families as a marriage and family therapist, and he's coached great parents just like yourselves in his seminars throughout the United States and Canada. Tom's newest seminar, Teach Your Children Well, will give you the critical tools you need to encourage and inspire your children to become the best version of themselves. For more information on Tom's schedule and how you can attend his Teach Your Children Well seminar, call Tom at 800-748-7131. It will be one of the best parenting decisions you will ever make. Hey, welcome back, everyone. Oh, my gosh, I had a quick call during the break from a woman who asked me a great question. She said, Tom, isn't it true that some couples never make it to the third phase because that conscious love phase, because that's all they're interested in is projecting their needs and having their needs met and having a sex life? And of course, that of course, that's true. But that's not what true marriage is. True marriage is when you make it, in my opinion, to that conscious love phase. And these six categories that we're going to talk about now uh, contribute to that phase. So here's how you rate yourself on a scale of 1 to 10 on the questionnaire. So on a scale of 1 to 10 in terms of emotional intimacy, can you say with your partner that you have a clear understanding of their feelings, that you work to understand their feelings, to appreciate their feelings, and to empathize with their feelings? If that's always true for you, you're at the 10 end of the scale. If it's not true for you, or only some of the time you're down at the uh, one to four end of the scale. Intellectual intimacy, the second category of a healthy conscious love relationship. Can you have a discussion and disagree what, no matter what it's about? Uh, movies, uh, school books, uh, politics on uh, issues, you know, those sorts of things. It's okay to hold different opinions, but can you have an intellectually stimulating discussion with your partner about things that matter. On a scale of one to 10, are you up in the eight, nine, and 10 area, or are you down in the one, two, three, four area? Recreational intimacy is the third category. Do you like doing things together? Do you like to go to the beach together? Do you like to give your partner time alone, for example, to do things that he or she might like to do? But also, do you share those times, those favorite times of going places and recreating in ways that you both enjoy? Once again, on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 we do it all the time, 1 not so much. The fourth category is social intimacy. And what that means is, uh, do we have a support group of, of friends? You know, are we part of a social network, whether it's in our community or Little League Baseball or cheerleading or whatever it happens to be? Do we have other couples that we interact with, other friends that we interact with that enrich us as people uh, and also in our marriage? Sexual intimacy is the next category. That's very obvious. You know, are our sexual lives uh, fulfilling, fruitful? Do we talk about it? Uh, do we grow in that area of sexuality? Eight, nine, and ten in the positive. One, two, three, four, and then uh, in the mid area. Finally, this is the category that unfortunately couples leave out, and that's the category of spiritual intimacy. You know, do we pray together? Do we go to church together? Do we realize that God is the author 
of all relationships and without him um, we may have a marriage but we don't have a spiritual marriage which is the ultimate goal uh, of every Christian so those are the six categories uh, that make a marriage work is it easy of course not it's something that you have to to work at but there's one tool and there's one uh, story that I want to share with you uh, it's called Kierkegaard's parable and it talks about the one thing that you need to do to bring those six categories and keep those three phases uh, alive and I'm going to share that with you when we come back from a quick break as kind of a close right before our prayer but I want you to be rating yourself now because if you're up in the 80s and 90s you're doing a great job with your marriage and if you're down in the 30s and 40s or 50s or lower you know it's not um, it's not a bad thing to reach out and talk to someone it's not a bad thing to pick up a book and read something that may help you in those categories uh, a marriage is a journey uh, sometimes the journey is pleasant sometimes it's rocky and difficult but it's a journey that we're committed to with our partner. So I'm going to tell you that uh, story called Kierkegaard's Parable when we come back, uh, which kind of summarizes what we can all do to uh, make our marriages miraculous. And then we'll be closing up with a, with a prayer. I think you'll like the story. So once again, I'm Tom McQueen. You're listening to Wisdom for a Crazy, Crazy World. And we'll be right back. Hang in there, my friends. Go check out Wisdom for a Crazy World with Tom McQueen. Tom McQueen has devoted his life and vocation to guiding children, couples, executives, and organizations on a path to personal fulfillment and professional success. Tune in to Wisdom for a Crazy World and you'll be rewarded with insights and information that will enrich you, your family, your community, and your business. Stream today on Spotify, also available on Apple Podcasts, as well as Anchor.fm. Search Tom McQueen 2. That's T-O-M-M-C. Q-U-E-E-N, Tom McQueen with Wisdom for a Crazy World. Go listen, download, and subscribe today. Welcome back, everyone. Well, judging from the emails that I'm getting during the show here, this has been a pretty popular topic, the 36 system for making your marriage miraculous. And I'm sure I'll have uh, some more insights for you uh, in future shows. But I wanted to share this story with you because it seems to summarize the one thing that we could all do to make our marriages and our relationships uh, miraculous. And it's a story called Kierkegaard's Parable. It goes like this. Once upon a time, there was a very rich and powerful king, and he lived in his kingdom, and he fell in love with a very poor and humble maiden, and he wanted to marry her, but he knew that in order to do that, that he would have to abdicate and make her his queen. Now, in doing that, the king knew that she would be forever grateful, and she would always appreciate him, but the question was, would she really, really be able to love him? Or would she resent him? Because she came from these humble origins and she would always feel as though she had this debt of gratitude. And he didn't want that at all. So he thought about another way. He decided that he might renounce his kingship. 
he would give away everything he had to the poor. He would become a commoner, and then he would offer the woman his love. Now in doing that, he knew that he would be doing something that would be foolish in the eyes of most people in this kingdom, maybe even in her eyes, because he would lose his kingship, and he might even be rejected by her, especially if she were disappointed at not becoming the queen. So he thought about it, and eventually he made a decision. He did give away everything he had. He became a commoner. He offered the woman his love, and they got married. And when the people in his kingdom asked him why he did that, this was his answer. He said, I believe that it was better to risk everything in order to make love possible. I believe, he said, that it was better to risk everything in order to make love possible. And when we take that risk into our marriages and into our relationships, uh, the joy, the happiness, and the satisfaction that we experience will typically be a hundredfold, will come back to us a hundredfold. So for all those who are married or in relationships, if you're sitting next to that person, take their hand now as we pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the life that we have created for the both of us. We ask you to send your blessing upon our marriage and upon our families. We ask you to give us the strength to get through the difficult times. We ask you to give us the grace to love one another in humility. We ask you to take that king's risk, to be willing at any time to give up anything, to continue to enrich our love, to grow our love for the rest of our lives. And we ask you to always be a part of our marriage, to be that third person, to lift us up, to guide us, and to show us the right path. We ask us this in your name, amen. Hey, this has been a great topic, everyone, and I really appreciate you being here. I look forward to seeing you again next week. Have a great week now. Good night, and God bless you.